Welcome to the podcast for people turning the great American RV adventure into stressless camping. We're glad you joined our weekly adventure. Now let's gather around the campfire with our hosts, Peggy and Tony Barthel. Well, hello there. Welcome to the campfire. Welcome, welcome one and all. There's Tony over there. And that's Peggy sitting over yonder. I got to go camping. You did. <laughs> you got to go camping without me, yeah. which is a first. That's usually not the case. <laughs> Peggy goes on a lot of trips with girl campers or, you know, her friends who are all girl campers and they go on these great girl camping campouts. Well, yeah. <laughs> this time I went on a campout with some friends without you, which is, like, as we said, quite unusual. Which is the same friends, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, was, he went camping with all my girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, yeah, I, you know, I, I made the decision to stay home because I was involved with the local theater company's play and so i decided well i mean i I kind of had made a commitment so it wasn't really like a choice i made it you had been committed i had been committed (laughs) (laughs) so tony got to go camping with all the all of our friends and had a good time and i stayed home and played with my theater friends and had a good time my own self yeah but one of the one of the cool takeaways, you know, um, and there's an there's an article on stressless camping about this. But a lot of people do not use the ovens in their RVs, and I have to admit, I when I am using the RV without you, I, I don't even think about the oven. I know you don't, like and I use it every time I go camping. Yeah. And <laughs> how mean, else are you going to get fresh cookies? Well, that's and oh, here's here's something Peggy does. So we go camping. Peggy bakes these cookies, and then we sit out there with all these cookies and extra camp chairs, and people come and hang out with us, and it's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Which goes back to my "Are you a camp flirt?" article, which right. we will link in the show notes. One of our friends, Manya, made this like slow roasted pork in the RV oven. Oh my God, it was good. Mm-hmm. She. She put it the oven down, I don't know, around 225 or so. And to do that, you have to uh, get one of those little thermometers that measures the oven temperature. Right. Because it the lowest reading on the oven is like 300 or so. And then she used some some spices. And we have a link to some awesome spices on, on the article. Just like six hours later, we're eating these. Well, then we took the pork, which just fell all apart. It was like pulled pork. Well, it was pulled pork. And then we put it in sandwiches and pie irons and roasted it over the fire the campfire oh my god suddenly i wish i had gone (laughs) yeah so we'll i'll put you know again that will be on stressless camping you can see pictures of the pie irons and and unfortunately the pork was so good i never took a picture of it but i'll I'll tell you how to do it Mm -hmm. so there you go Speaking of which, another thing I discovered this week is a website. Well, I knew about it, but there's a website, Campendium, and we'll put a link in the show notes to that too. And one of the cool things is it will tell you what the Wi-Fi signal or what the cell signal is like at any given campsite based on reviews from other campers. Hmm. And so let's say you want to go somewhere where... You need good Wi-Fi or good cell signal. You can look for that. But let's say you want to go where you want to be off grid. You can look for that. (laughs) And then the only Wi-Fi will be called Run Boys Run. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that (laughs) harkens back to our Halloween issue. 
Run, boys, run. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's cool. So you can actually, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I I need to have Wi-Fi. I better find a place where there can be Wi-Fi. But we are so hooked up all the time. That's kind of a good idea. Let's find a place that doesn't have it intentionally. And and I wrote a review. I wrote my first review on Campendium uh, today and wrote my review of the Wi-Fi or the, God, I got to stop saying Wi-Fi, the cell coverage at this uh, place where I went camping without my cell phone booster, it would have been El Zipadero <laughs> because there was nothing. But then I flicked on the cell phone booster and I got two bars. So that thing actually works. Great. Yeah. So so anyway, the the campground that I was at was really inexpensive, right on the bluffs in Northern California, and was just a great deal. And it goes back to how affordable RVing is. I mean, we paid next... If you had rented a motel, like a lousy motel room with the same view, it oh, easily... Oh, it would have been hundreds oh, of dollars. yeah. It would have been two, $300 a night. And this was 35 bucks a night. And the place is so gorgeous. Yeah. It's so beautiful there. We, and it's clean I have and, been yeah. to that place, <laughs> It's one of those places we go back to. We're repeat offenders. <laughs> That goes to our guest, and our guest created a website called Frugal RV Travel. Right. So when you're looking for all those places that are way less than a $300 hotel room, (laughs) this is the place to look. But even more so, she created, she co-founded Boondockers Welcome. That's right. And uh, it's a service we have used quite a bit. And we also had our very first guests here. Yes, we welcomed our first boondockers last weekend. And it's it's a great thing. So uh, without any further ado, let's go to the interview we recorded with Marianne Edwards from Boondockers Welcome. We have the distinct pleasure and honor of having Marianne Edwards here with us on the Stressless Camping Podcast. Welcome, Marianne. Yeah. And Marianne is the author of Frugal RV Travel, a website about frugal RV travel. But she is also the co-founder of Boondockers Welcome, which has been one of our partners pretty much since the beginning. So, Marianne, welcome, and thank you for being here. My pleasure, Tony, and and, and thank you for having me, Tony, and Peggy, of course. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about Boondockers Welcome. What was the inspiration for starting it, and and what is it for people who don't know? Okay, well, we have an online platform that allows traveling RVers to find hosts people who have property across North America, even in some other countries of the world, we have hosts who are willing to let a traveler park on their property for free for a night or two, or in some cases up to five nights, whatever the host is comfortable with while they're en route or in the area to to see the site. We have over 2,000 hosts at this, at wow. this point in time. And the The whole idea, the inspiration behind it came about uh, from our own experiences. You're RVers, so you have probably experienced over the years meeting fellow RVers on the road and exchanging phone numbers or cards with them and saying, hey, if you're ever in my neck of the woods, stop by. So we, my husband and I, Randy and I have been traveling by RV for it's, it's just over 20 years ago that we bought our first RV. So wow. we've been doing that for quite a long time. And through the years, we met a lot of people. And we happened to, we have a very modest place, but we're in a, 
very modest house, but we were in this lovely little town that's quite touristy, and we happened to have a perfect spot that will fit just about any size RV. There's no chance of having hookups that's far enough away from, from all the electric that we have in the on the property, but we have had people come and stay with us and set up as long as they're prepared to, to not have hookups. So they're boondocking, in, in essence. And we, we had thought, you know what, this is an idea that came to me from actually because my niece was using couch surfing and traveling across Europe. And if you're not familiar with couch surfing, people are actually opening their homes and letting tourists or travelers sleep for a few nights or whatever the arrangement is on their couch for free. So it's sort of a pay-it-forward system, and we uh, envisioned the same thing for this. So that's where the inspiration came from, really, just from the idea of people are inviting each other all the time. Our viewers are friendly, and and many of them have property that they don't mind having another a fellow RVer stay with them. We all know from experience the trouble that we sometimes have finding a camp site, especially when we haven't made reservations months in advance <laughs> or off season. Mm-hmm. So, so that's hopefully uh, part of the end and the cost also when all we need is, is a night somewhere to spend the night, uh, hopefully uh, an option other than maybe a Walmart parking lot when we don't want to have to pay or pull our RV into a, into a, um, a camp ground that we really don't need the facilities for. But when we went to Quartzsite last year, we needed a, a place to stay and looked at the campgrounds and thought, hey, you know, let's uh, let's try out our new Boondockers Welcome membership. And we did. And it was, it was fantastic. I mean, it was a great free way to stay on our way to somewhere. And we stayed in a really nice, on a horse ranch, I guess would be the best way to describe it. And just a beautiful mm-hmm. place. So that that was terrific. I'm presuming that was on your way to Quartzsite, not in Quartzsite itself? Correct. It was on the right. way to Quartzsite. Right. Yeah. Because I was going to say Quartzsite, everyone's been ducking all over the desert there. You know, <laughs> That's that. for so sure. It's, it's one of the last places you need to have an option. But but that's another part of the inspiration behind Boondockers Welcome. Because I had, my husband and I had been traveling a lot of times to, to the southwestern U.S. where there's lots of boondocking available on public land, we wanted to start going to some of the more populated areas, the East Coast, uh, around Canada, around the Great Lakes, the, the, the places that it's really a lot more difficult. There isn't the same amount of public land. There's no public land, and almost everywhere there are no overnight parking signs or just just not conducive to um, to finding a free place or a, 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 an inexpensive place. And without a reservation, sometimes almost impossible to even find a campground. So we definitely kept had that in mind as well, that travelers, ourselves included, we almost created it for ourselves for that reason, to have friends or potential friends in areas of the country that would have trouble finding an option other than um, preserving way in advance for a campsite. One of the things I've found is that Boondockers Welcome sort of encourages not last minute, but closer to the day of stay reservations. Some hosts only allow 
you to make a reservation a week in advance or sometimes a month in advance or thing much closer to the actual stay. And I think you, uh, I had heard you had a really good reason for that. Yes, we do. We actually don't want people to feel that they have to reserve with Boondockers Welcome Host more than, um, first of all, each host gets to determine themselves how long in advance they want to be told or, or requested. And um, both the minimum and maximum advance notice time that they prefer. And the website won't let you request outside those times. But we ourselves on the platform set a maximum of two months. And we do that for a couple of reasons. One is because you're right. Web, uh, campgrounds are already hard to get into. So we want to make our hosts available on a little more flexible schedule. And we, yeah, we don't want them all booked up two months in advance. And the other thing is we don't want our hosts to have to commit to or feel that they have to commit to being on their property farther in advance than they want. Um, the maximum we allow is, is two months. And myself personally, we set our, our uh, host location up for the maximum of one month. I, I really don't feel that, like none of the hosts are in business. They're not making money. And personally, I think like myself, they probably would feel that they had to be there and couldn't make a plan to go traveling themselves sort of right. uh, at yeah. the last minute. So, so we want to keep it flexible and not too burdensome on the hosts that way. I guess the other the other side of it is we had been hearing because we, we added that feature about two years ago or two months was the maximum because we had heard of hosts who had committed to a stay farther in advance and the farther in advance that a host commits, it seems the more likely that the plans of the guest will change in that period. So now, meanwhile, that site's been tied up. Yeah. You, you know, they have one, one camp spot for, for, for an RV, and it's being tied up for two months or whatever the length of time. And then the, the day before or two days before, they, the, the guest cancels. And it's okay for guests to cancel if they give good notice and they have a reason, but it's, it seems a shame to have no one else have had access to requesting it uh, and then have it, have it being uh, at the last minute being freed up. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost anything to be a host on Boondockers Welcome. Absolutely not. In fact, in fact, um, hosts don't also, they don't collect money. It's not an income generating project for them. The, Guests don't pay the host. However, they are earning free guest privileges for themselves. So every time you as a host welcome a guest uh, who stays with you and it's recorded through the system, we give you three months of guest privileges that you can then use on your own travel. So a host should, if they're active, should never have to pay for guest privileges themselves. So that's sort of the rewards, that system that we have in place for the host. And just because you've, you know, you've had someone come and stay with you today and you get your three months of guest privileges, but you're not going to travel till next year, well, you can bank those. They don't, they're not automatically activated. That three months doesn't start tomorrow. It's 
starts whenever you are ready to use those credits up and you can use them up one at a time. Which so, is great. So really the host is, 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 is benefiting in that way. As well yeah. as of course making new friends and meeting people and, and all the fun of, of, of just spending a, a day with, with fellow RVers because we've certainly enjoyed any of the guests that we've had. Yeah, moment. I can't wait until someone comes and stays. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited about that. <laughs> so we, uh, we, it are, is fun. so you don't have to be a host, of course, to be a member of Boondockers Welcome. Uh, you can use this really terrific, I, I describe it as a matchmaking service. So you set up hosts <laughs> and uh, travelers and they, they work out the details and there's, there's all sorts of parameters as a host that you can put in about how large an RV some hosts have electric some don't some have water some don't so there's I mean the the I guess basic tenet is that it's boondocking but there are some hosts where there may be additional services available and uh, typically they're nicer places in terms of the property because they're big enough to host a guest RV and uh, what well, how would you describe a lot of the host locations or, you know, any, any unique spots or. Yeah. Well, it's, it's as varied as, as any property that you might see across the country. Right. So you're, you're going to have, we have some hosts who are in the city uh, who are really just um, they have a, a driveway, but they have room for an extra vehicle in there. And even if it's just a, a van-sized camper or, or a truck camper, for instance, they're welcome to sign up as a host as long as they have property that they control. So we say control because they don't necessarily have to own it. They might be renting, but they have landlord permission, etc., to park an extra vehicle there overnight then they are welcome to sign up as a host. Sounds good. So, and yeah, the, the, the idea is that, yes, hosts, uh, we, we would love if everyone who can host would offer to, to host, but we, we also recognize, and I believe most of our viewers recognize, that everyone is not in a position to do so. Everyone doesn't have space for an extra vehicle on their property. And uh, they also, some people have to store their own RV. They, they yep. have homeowners associations who, who won't allow any type of RV parked in their neighborhood. So obviously uh, they can't host, but we know from experience that even RVers who, who don't start off hosting will often like, Start out by joining and um, being a guest, paying the annual fee to be a guest only. And then once they've caught on to how nice that is to be a guest, they end up going back and registering as a host themselves. Some of them are a little more wary of being a host than of, of being a guest. And so it's okay to do it that way as well. And of course, the, the other side of it is that since the hosts, we don't expect to make a penny off of them, but we need the hosts, of course, that the host is the whole meat of the operation, but it's the people who cannot host themselves that end up paying us an annual fee and, uh, and keeping us afloat because this 
little website is a it's not so little anymore. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty big undertaking, yeah. Yeah, I was dragging around the map looking at how, you know, what all's close to us. And, and it's neat because you can literally plan your journey by drag, you know, let's say you want to go, let's say you want to go from point A to point B, you can literally plan your stops and, and your journey. And it's, it's terrific how it works. It's very well done. And that's Anna, uh, who is the uh, chief technical officer, uh, uh, but also happens to be my daughter. So yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for Anna, my daughter, uh, this project, because the number of hours I mean, for years, we, this were, we're seven years since we started, since we launched this. Now. Wow. So it's been a, um, a project of a lot of work, but a lot of passion and, and, and love have gone into creating it. And uh, so, but it, the, the back, all the real hard work has been on Anna. Yeah, and she needs a paycheck too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, apparently she did the original site while she was on maternity leave, from what I heard. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's I came so to her with cool. the idea at one point in time, and I thought, I thought, oh, because I at that point I already had been doing the frugal RV travel website myself for quite a while, and I I, I came up with this idea and thought, oh. so we talked about it, and I thought I would try and find a way to create something similar. But I realized that it was like a, a gamble for one thing, not knowing if it was going to work, but it was going to cost way more than a new RV would cost. Yeah, <laughs> so I wasn't about to jump in. But Anna was on maternity leave and she happens to be a computer engineer by trade. Um, had a great job, but on maternity leave, she said, you know, mom, if you come and spend a day with the baby, I'm going to see if I can, learn about creating websites and and she's a smart kid so of course she picked it up and uh, this, we're now in the third iteration of this site yeah she's she created a site to start us off um, in between one and this is the third iteration yeah that's that's how it works <laughs> having done a bunch of websites mm -hmm. myself it's they keep evolving i've noticed there are some hosts where you don't ever see them that it's just you're you're staying and and such but there are some hosts who are just real ambassadors of their area and you can get some fantastic inside tips on where to go where to eat what to see uh i would say that's probably the typical host if i'm not mistaken i would say so too i mean there we don't encourage or suggest that hosts should should welcome guests when they're not home. In fact, hosts can block dates on their calendars so that they won't even get requests for, for those days, dates. It'll be impossible for a guest to send a request for dates that are blocked. Uh, but the hosts that we have, I would say the majority of them are are doing this because first of all they they enjoy the interaction and with fellow RVers, travelers, people who they have something in common with. Secondly, because they are proud of where they live, maybe their own property. Often they, they will mention things about, oh, you don't have to go to the park. We've got hiking trails right in the back of our farm here or things like that. Um, they're also proud of their area. Uh, I, I think we're a pretty good example. Uh, 
I can't remember any guests that we've had here, with maybe a few exceptions if we were actually quite busy uh, with doing something else in our lives. But otherwise, we've always offered to um, take them around town or or give them our pass so they can um, go hiking in our conservation area. We've got this beautiful gorge, and a uh, river gorge, and it's really quite a little little um, tourist town in the middle of cornfields where we live. So uh, the, the part of the joy of hosting is kind of showing off our area yeah. <laughs> and telling them about the little, the, the little secret places that, that a lot of the tourists don't even go to find. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the best part. Yeah, the local, being mm-hmm. the local ambassadors is, is just a huge blast for a lot of these hosts. And you're going to find, as a guest, uh, little insider tips and secret places and things you may never have seen. So even though these sites are not costing you anything as a, as a guest that you may gain so much more of a rich travel experience by staying with these people that the value is just, it's off the charts. Right. One of the ways that I really appreciate that you do things is the way how people screen each other. It's basically a, a review process where I review the host and the host reviews me and it, it really encourages people to be on their best behavior and give a quality experience. We have that. We have that uh, as, as just part of the follow-up after a stay. So both uh, hosts and guests are, are after a stay happens, are sent a reminder to, uh, to confirm that the stay happened and also to, if they wish, it's not obligatory, but if they wish to, uh, to rate the guest, uh, the experience of the stay really is what they're, they're rating, both the guest and the host for each other. So um, it does help when you can see that what other people have said before about the stay. Uh, we, we are careful to insist that the neither party gives away uh, identifying information um, that the, uh, for instance, real names, because we're, we're always a fairly concerned and careful to not uh, give away real names or the exact location of a host um, location uh, until that host has agreed to the stay. So if, if a guest sends a request for a stay, um, real name, the phone number, what direct contact information, and exact address of that host is withheld until such time as a host actually has agreed to, yes, let them come. So that's the type of things that we wouldn't want revealed in a, in a, in a review. And we, uh, we, we scan for that, but we ask, of course, members to let us know right away if somebody has written something that they, that, uh, they didn't want revealed. But yes, the, the, the uh, review process is in place and it, it does keep everybody on their toes a little bit. Yeah, it keeps polite people behaving well. Yeah. And that, that's always a good yeah. thing. Why, why do you think somebody would want to be a host? Well, we have, we have hosts for, who are mostly RVers themselves. So as I've mentioned already in this conversation, they're, they're 
hoping to meet like-minded people, people who they have something in common with, and they also want to show off their area as ambassadors for, for, their, for their area. They enjoy the company. We also have hosts who are planning to buy their first RV. They are thinking that down the road they'd like to become an RVer, but they're not sure what to buy or they, they're just doing their research. And they see this as a way to actually meet RVers who are going to give them an honest opinion of their RV or talk about their travels, what they would suggest uh, people go and see when they, when they start RVing, the ins and outs. The, uh, the mistakes they could learn from, from others. <laughs> we also have some hosts who used to be RVers. They've hung up the keys, but they miss that interaction uh, with and, and hearing about RVing adventure stories. So they've continued to host, even though they've, they've decided that they can't travel themselves anymore. We also have a few hosts, not many, but who, in a similar fashion to um, Harvest Hosts, if you're familiar with that website, uh-huh. um, they are offering a place for overnight RV parking because they maybe they own a, a small business, a gift shop, a restaurant, any type of small business where they are hoping, they're not insisting on it, but they're hoping that by offering free overnight parking, the guest will actually maybe come in and buy breakfast or, or um, browse their shop. There are lots of reasons to host. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. I, I used to work in the, for the tourism department here where we live, and so I, I love telling people about the area. And, of course, we were obvious RV enthusiasts based on the fact that we have this website and podcast and such. So it's great to meet other people, and I, I tend to be a very social person. And uh, we, mm-hmm. staying here, uh, we are just a few blocks from three wineries and a brewery. So it's anyone who likes that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, Three blocks, walking distance. Oh yeah, Go absolutely. Go and not have to worry about driving. How yeah. great is that? It it really is. Well, that that's really great. So I, as I've told other people, I really encourage people to become members of Boondockers Welcome, whether or not they're going to be a host. Of course, being a host is has its own rewards, but it's certainly a way to save a ton of money on travel. And expand the places you can go, too. Speaking of places to go, as an avid RVer of 20 years, I know you've got some great places that uh, you enjoy going. And we're going to hear about those when we get back from this brief message. I see you're packing for our next road trip. Oh, yeah. These are all the ingredients for making different grilled cheese sandwiches with our grub stick. Great. But uh, where are the clothes? I got all kinds of inspiration for making grilled cheese sandwiches with our grub sticks over the campfire. There are 11 kinds of cheese and bacon, bacon jam, ham, five kinds of bread. Wait, okay. That's all for making grilled cheese sandwiches? Yeah. I know the grub stick is a perfect campfire accessory made of quality parts that work together for sandwiches, hot dogs, s'mores, woofums, and all sorts of other great meals. But isn't this a bit too much variety? 
Camping is supposed to be simple. Oh, it's simple to use your grub stick over the campfire or even on the barbecue to make great meals. And even kids can use them safely and easily. Plus, with the coupon code HAPPYCAMPERS, you get 15% off your grub sticks. It's the best deal around. Yeah, but it's going to take us weeks to eat that mini grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weeks of grilled cheese. You say that like it's a bad thing. And you haven't even seen what I packed for breakfast and dinners. We are going to be camping for months. My husband is insane. But Grubstick is the perfect cooking accessory for any campfire. And you can get 15% off using the coupon code HAPPYCAMPERS from our partners page at StresslessCamping.com. All right, let's go back to Marianne Edwards from Boondockers Welcome and hear about some of her favorite places to do a little bit of boondocking. Marianne, where are you going? Well, we like I said, we've gone back to um, the Southwest many, many times. Uh, this winter is going to be Florida. But two weeks ago today, we came back from a wonderful trip to Newfoundland. And so that is sort of the one that I'd like to talk about a little bit if you if you want some information on, on that. Uh, it is just one of the most amazing provinces in Canada. Uh, miles and miles of coastline, rugged, beautiful, wonderful hiking. We do a lot of hiking without having to be in, in the, the few national parks that they have. And the people, the people are amazing. Uh, we've been, we had been told that. Being Canadian, we still have not been to every Canadian province, and Newfoundland had been on our go-to list for quite a while. But we just had a great time. If you do go, we did go a little bit too late in the year. Uh, we planned it so that we could tie into a, uh, a Celtic music festival in um, northern Nova Scotia on Cape Breton Island. That doesn't start until mid-October. But I think if I was to do it again, I'd go in July or August because Newfoundland is quite a bit north and uh, it is they have pretty harsh, harsh climate there. So we went, the weather wasn't great in September, but we had a full five, a little over five weeks there. So we could wait out the odd storm. It's gorgeous. I was, uh, I was traveling with you vicariously on your blog. And uh, it looks, mm -hmm. Newfoundland looks, it's a place that has not been on my radar and now is. And it looks like you caught some of the uh, leaves, the change of color and such. And, yeah, and, we did. Yeah. And your photos yeah. of the coastline yeah. is are just beautiful. Yeah, and there's so much of it. And and the, every peninsula that, like Newfoundland has one Trans-Canada Highway running through it. That's the main highway. But every peninsula that you take a, another little paved road off of it is worth going to. Um, we, we, had, we had some, some fantastic experiences. And, 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 oh, here's the big secret, actually, about Newfoundland. We, it's a very small population, uh, just over 500,000 people for the whole island. And it's a big, big island, a big province but it's still got the lowest population of any province or, I think, state across Canada and the U.S., with the exception of Prince Edward Island, which is also just a really tiny Canadian province and tiny island. But that would kind of uh, explain, because we've been asked this a few times, if the people are so nice there, how come we only have two Boondockers Welcome hosts? Well, 
you know what? You don't even need Boondock Stockholm. You know, <laughs> that the people are so so nice to pay. But just, we've had it happen when we're there. But, you know, have them just. We ask, well, is there a place where we could maybe? Um, we don't say the word Boondock because everybody doesn't understand. But where we could spend the night, camp in RV. We said, well, well, of course. Well, or or come to our place. You know, this is where we are, and it's it, they they're like incredulous about the fact that you might um, have to go to a website to do that. Just ask. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the the spirit of the people. But aside from that, um, almost any piece of um, community property, whether it's a beach, a little cove, a little a little community picnic area, park, uh, is. Free, free for uh, boondocking. There aren't signs saying no overnight parking. Uh, we would generally always, if we saw somebody, ask first. But um, invariably, the answer was, "Well, of course you can stay there overnight. Why? Why shouldn't you? Huh. Be allowed to stay. You're not going to do any harm, are you? You're not going to. No. <laughs> so it's, it's great. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, looking at the pictures, and of course, we will have. Uh, links to Boondockers Welcome, and we're going to have. I'm going to put links to your Newfoundland uh, series here on our show notes. Okay. Um, it it really makes me want to go. It's it's delightfully uncrowded, and it just I like the old architecture, a lot of coastline, and this is a place I have to go. <laughs> yeah, I can't explain it. You have to go see it yourself. And the people, too. I mean, we had been told, oh, the people, we go for the people, the people are so nice. They go, yeah, 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 okay. And then you have to experience experience them, experience the, the generosity, the kindness. And, and they've got this great pride. It's not, a, it's not a wealthy province, but I don't know if we saw any properties, houses, outbuildings that weren't neat and trim and cleaned up. It is just... Everyone's got their modest uh, fishing villages, modest homes, small, but so neat and tidy. And um, considering that it's a province that's not wealthy, considered wealthy, I think it's got a really low crime rate. It would appear to me anyway. There's this level of of trust and openness amongst uh, the Newfoundlanders that... I find really refreshing in this day and age. I hope by sending extra tourism there, they need the tourism <laughs> dollars, but I hope it doesn't, doesn't spoil that, that, uh, that whole sort of feel like you're, you're back in another time when you're there. Yeah. It's it just, the pictures just tell a, a terrific story. And then you had also talked about shunpiking. What is shunpiking? Well, that's really okay. It, it, it's a, it is a word. But, uh, I, I happen to uh, be doing crossword puzzles on one of our early RV trips, and it was there. Shunpiker, the word shunpiker was there. Uh, and I thought, that's us. It describes us. It's, it's, it stems from the um, eastern provinces when they first, I can't remember, in the early 1900s. Uh, introduced toll um, toll roads, and uh, someone who was a uh, shunpiker was a word given to people who were um, avoided going through the toll roads, preferring to drive the back route instead to save the money. So, 
I call our, myself and ourselves the frugal shunpikers, and I have a series of guides that, that are through my Frugal RV Travel website as well that I call the, the, the series is called the Frugal Shunpikers Guides to Boondocking um, because the word shunpiking just describes us. We're not necessarily trying to avoid the tolls to save the money. Sometimes we pay the tolls because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But, but the idea of preferring to drive the back roads, yes, huh. that's that's us. The slower, the slower route is the more scenic route. Um, stay off those interstates unless we really need them. I think I might be a shunpiker. I didn't realize. Yeah, I think a lot of our a lot of our viewers are. Yeah, absolutely. So shunning the turnpike. That's oh, what it means. Shunning okay. the turnpike. Oh, that's good. Okay, makes sense. Well, what a pleasure it's been mm-hmm. speaking with you today. I I really sincerely appreciate your time and uh, the fact that you you joined us and that you're part of the story we tell for stressless camping my pleasure altogether you're very very easy to talk to tony thank you very much (laughs) i will continue to follow your blog and encourage other people to do so and of course be uh, part of boondockers welcome and uh, so thank Thank you thank you thank you well there you have it there you have it uh we have discovered something we are shun pikers are you a shun biker? Are you a shun biker? You might be. You probably are if you're an RVer, but who knows? That and some great info on Newfoundland. I definitely want to go now. It, it <laughs> sounds like such a cool place. And of course... Something we never really thought about going to. Yeah, exactly. Kind of off the beaten path and definitely want to head up there. And also, uh, of course, use Boondockers Welcome. So if you weren't familiar with it before, now you yeah, are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, if you... Like this show, a five-star review will help others learn about it, too. And, of course, we sincerely appreciate your sharing with your social media voice. We sincerely do. Here's a fun thing. Uh, I'm going to offer a a challenge. I'm going to pick my favorite picture. Um, Right. And this is going to be a picture of you listening to the podcast. Right. Then you can share it with us on social media. And... We are going to pick our favorite, and you will get a stressless camping tote bag. Yeah, it, they're pretty cool, too. I'll take a picture and post that. Yeah, I, I want to find out where everybody listens. Yeah, Is this in, in your car, car, in your living room, in your bathtub? I don't know. Hang gliding. <laughs> While you're hang gliding, because yeah. you got nothing else to think right? about. You're like, mm, well, I'm going <laughs> to aim for that cornfield down there. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's tune into the Stressless po- Camping Podcast. I'd have to say that that might be on the high list of winners. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) If you're skydiving and listening to Stressless Camping, I will give you a tote bag. How's that? Oh, by the way, this this is only in the through the month of let's just say November. You have to have the picture by Turkey Day, Thanksgiving. Okay. So if you want to get hold of us, there we're in all the usual social places on Facebook and Instagram and, and even we have a Pinterest board. Or best place to find us is stresslesscamping.com. Yep. And from there you can go to all those social places or you can find the link to our podcast. Yeah. Oh, and and another thing, I uh, I redid the RV show calendar this past week. I should have mentioned that before, but it's pretty exciting. You can actually find RV shows by a map. So if you're in the East Coast or West Coast or wherever the heck you are, Florida, um, you can look at the map and 
drill down and uh, find RV shows near you. So awesome. it's kind of a cool deal. Really excited about that little bit of software. I'm a nerd, by the way. <laughs> I've built a lot of websites. So there you go. That's what's happening here on the campground. And uh, uh, last thing, boy, I can't stop. Uh, if you have a favorite RV destination, we'd actually love to hear from you. Um, we are always interested in having people with cool places they'd like to talk about as guests on our podcast. Right. So if you have a cool RV destination, hit us up. We very likely will have you as a guest talking about that very destination. And of course, if you represent a destination, well, heck, so much the better. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, it's a it's a real pleasure. We we really love doing this, and we love that you come along with us on the journey. So, uh, thank you again, and until next time, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you enjoyed this week's adventure. Time to get out on your own journey, but don't forget to leave the review on your favorite podcast app and visit stresslesscamping.com for photos, stories, an RV calendar, and more. I'm stressless camper Larry Richardson wishing you happy camping.